We have a lot to learn. I don't think we have fully tapped into what's possible, and that's what makes the future exciting. You're listening to For the Love of Health, a podcast about delivering care and creating health, brought to you by Christiana Care. And now, here are your hosts. Hi, everyone. I'm Michael Chesney. And I'm Megan McGurman. Welcome to another episode of For the Love of Health, brought to you by Christiana Care. The healthcare system in the U.S. is nothing if not complex for patients, providers, health system leaders. And over the course of 2024, we're going to be talking with some of the top minds in healthcare about a variety of difficult questions and challenges facing the industry. And for the first episode of the series, which we're calling the toughest questions in healthcare, we'll be starting with a very broad question to help us frame all of our discussions moving forward. That question what is the future of healthcare? To answer the question for us, we're joined today by Dr. Janice Nevin, President and CEO of Christiana Care. Janice has led the health system since 2014, and just recently, Modern Healthcare named her one of the most influential people in all of healthcare. And we are honored to have her here with us today. Janice, thank you so much for your time. Oh, it's really a pleasure to be here, and thank you for letting me kick off this new series. I think it's going to be really interesting for people. So you are the big picture of this series. What are some of the most notable ways you've seen healthcare change recently? I am very optimistic about the future of healthcare, and I I just want to start there. A lot has changed in the last few years as a result of the pandemic. But in many ways, none of it was unanticipated. I think what was not anticipated, obviously the pandemic and the speed at which the challenges that we knew were coming landed on our front door. And I'll start with what's top of mind for everyone, and that's workforce. We knew for years that we were facing shortages of nurses and physicians and other caregivers who provide direct care for patients. We thought we would have time to get it resolved, and we didn't. And so now we find ourselves with a serious challenge when it comes to workforce. We also knew that we had issues with health inequities, with disparities, but COVID shined such a bright light on them that it created almost a moral compunction that we actually do something about it. And so again, another example of something we knew about, I think we were working on, but because of the pandemic, landed at our front door. I would also say that the financial challenges that we're facing now were also anticipated. At Christiana Care, it's why we have embraced population health. It's why we've embraced thinking about delivering care differently and getting it paid for differently. Janice, what does the hospital of the future, maybe the healthcare system of the future, look like in your mind? If you think about our hospitals today, They're very much filled with individuals who are suffering from chronic disease, often multiple chronic disease. I think the future hospital is a hospital that delivers the highest level of care. So think intensive care and step down. Think trauma care, emergency care, high-tech, high-complexity surgeries. I do think women will always need a place for labor and delivery. Our opportunity is to really sort of build in the community a layer of care that means individuals with those chronic disease can get their needs addressed either closer to home or even in the home. 
And so we've had great success at Christiana Care with our hospital at home program. I hope you've listened to the podcast. Uh, that, we I hope so too. Started yeah. all of <laughs> <Yep>. our, <laughs> our podcast, but we're getting close to caring for our one thousandth patient. And what we've learned is number one, we can do this and care for high acuity patients in the home. We can deliver the best care uh, in the best place, get the best outcomes, and provide the kind of experience for patients and families that they want. And so I see a future where more and more care that's typically provided in bricks and mortar settings in acute care hospitals is delivered in settings like the home, close to home, community, so that we're providing, again, that high quality care, but doing it in a way that's more affordable for patients and families and certainly provides a better experience. How do neighborhood hospitals like the one that Christiana Care is getting ready to open in Southern Chester County fit into what you just described? That's a great question. And the neighborhood hospital provides a community with really important services. Uh, First and foremost, access to emergency care. It's fundamental for, for access for any community. And then the neighborhood hospital takes it slightly further by also offering inpatient care. Again, for those lower acuity patients, maybe patients that need a shorter length of stay, and does it in the community and close to home. Certainly, if patients require a higher level of care, the connection to Christiana Care means that we can expedite uh, their access to what they need. Janice, you mentioned workforce. What does the workforce of the future look like? I love to say we need more people, and at the same time, we'll never have enough people. And so we are really focused on how can we grow the people that we need and support the people that we need. Uh, I could be here all day talking about the pipeline programs that we have, uh, starting as early as middle school, uh, going through high school, college, and beyond. And as we're growing those pipeline programs, we're very focused on the diversity that we need in our workforce. The people that provide care should mirror the people that we serve. And so we are doing that work. And the good news is, certainly at Christiana Care, once you become part of our organization, we're going to continue to invest in your growth, your career. Uh, I love talking to caregivers who tell me, I started here in patient escort, and now I'm a supervisor in food and nutrition, for example. Or I started here as a student extern in nursing, and now I'm a nurse manager. So we are very committed to growing the people who we need and supporting those that we have. Uh, That includes a focus on work-life well-being. We've been national leaders in work-life well-being. We know that people need the kind of support that we can provide, whether it's managing things on the home front or investing in mental health, and we're doing that work. But we know that we'll never have enough people, so we really have to focus on how do we work and how does work change in the future. And what's really exciting about the the time in which we find ourselves is the access to technology, whether it's digital tools, artificial intelligence, and I would say, again, the opportunity that generative AI is bringing. 
So how can we use technology to support our people so that they're focused on those tasks that only people can do, taking those tasks that are not necessarily value-added off the plate? And so we've launched Moxie, a collaborative robot. Moxie's working hand-in-hand with our clinical staff. Moxie takes off their plate the need to go and fetch things, find things, deliver things, giving our bedside caregivers the opportunity to spend more time with patients. We're also using virtual nursing, again, using technology to bringing more care to the bedside, care that's timely, supporting quality, safety experience, supporting transitions back to the home. And I see more and more uh, examples of that as we're learning how we can support people across the organization, whether they're providing direct care or supporting our caregivers who are doing that. We can all find ways that technology artificial intelligence can make that work easier, seamless, and again, allows us to do what we as humans can only do in terms of caring for people. And we've done episodes on both Moxie and virtual nursing. That's terrific. Go back in the archives and listen to those if you're interested. (laughs) That's great. Janice, how do we make this future that you're describing, this future of care, both affordable for patients while also being financially sustainable for healthcare systems? As I mentioned, one of the challenges that we're facing across the industry is a financial challenge, and it's a serious financial challenge. Last year, more than half of the health systems in this country uh, were losing money, and that is not sustainable. Um, And I think what we have done here at Christiana Care is understand this isn't a short-term issue, this is a long-term issue. And we have embraced the opportunity to do what we call building a new foundation for healthcare. We know we can't go back. We know we can't stand still. We've got challenges in terms of the demographic changes, meaning more and more individuals aging into Medicare, more and more individuals in Medicaid. Government pay, which doesn't cover the costs of providing care. And we know that uh, if we're going to be uh, successful in living our mission, and that's what we're here for, is to care for people, that we are going to have to fundamentally change the way we do things, how we think about things. And it starts with eliminating waste. How can we be more efficient? How can we do things work differently so we can deliver that high quality and safe care and do it in a way that allows us to live within our means? And if we do that, that translates into care that's more accessible, more based in the community, and ultimately more affordable for whoever happens to be paying for it. It's also why we've really embraced the notion of value-based care. We want to be able to have contracts, whether it's with the government, for example, our Medicare ACO, or with a commercial payer, that allow us to use the resources that we have to truly make a difference. And that means moving away from care that's transactional. It's care that is built on a continuous relationship with a patient It honors their individual experience and circumstance. It uses data analytics and technology to help them to be a partner to them in managing whatever issue they face so that they can live a quality of life that's important to them. 
It also means that we deeply understand those social drivers of health that impact each and every one of us, and that we include addressing those in our model of care. It also means that we're paying attention to mental health and behavioral health needs. I was trained in the biopsychosocial model of care as a family physician, and that's the, the approach to care that we need if we're going to be successful. We know if we do that, it will have a greater impact on health, and we can do it in a way that's affordable, and we can do it within our means. You've hit on this a little bit during your answer, but I really want to dive into it more deeply for our patients and and the general public listening who thinks my care is so expensive, whether I'm paying that out of pocket or my health insurance is kicking it in. How could you as a health system or as any health system across the country possibly be struggling financially? Can we address that even a little bit more specifically? Yes. The reason healthcare is expensive is because of the costs. If you think about what we've experienced collectively over the last couple of years, it's been inflation, and that impacts health systems too. Overall expenses have gone up 17.5% or more, but the revenue that comes in to cover those costs has only gone up about 7.5%. So we've got a fundamental math problem. That's why we're so committed to building a new foundation for care so we can create that new home for health care that allows for better outcomes and also does it in a way that's affordable. Remember, we're feeding people. Those costs have gone up. We use gas and power. Those costs have gone up. We have to buy pharmaceuticals, drugs. Those costs have gone up pretty steeply over the last couple of years. Our people, our caregivers are really important to all of those who are seeking care. And we have made investments in our caregivers, not only in terms of wages and benefits, but again, those investments in the workplace and how we do our work so that they can feel connected, feel that they belong, and ultimately provide the best experience for those we serve. Another one of Christiana Care's strategic aspirations is end disparities. Talk to us a little bit about that. Do you really think that that is possible? As an industry, many years ago, we embraced the notion of zero harm. And if you think about what we've accomplished in terms of improvements in quality and safety over the last couple of decades, it has demonstrated that that approach works. If we can commit as an industry to zero harm, We have to commit to ending disparities. And frankly, when we perpetuate health inequity, we are causing harm. We cannot achieve the goals that we have set as a system unless we address issues of equity. What we do in terms of closing those gaps is good for everyone for all the people in all the communities that we serve. Janice, you've mentioned Moxie, virtual nursing, generative AI. What role do you think these technologies play in the future of healthcare? And you're you're certainly always optimistic, but do you also have any concerns about these new technologies? As I mentioned earlier, we are at a moment when we have all of these new tools um, that are available to us to use to really support our mission and serving people. I'm really excited. We have a lot to learn. I don't think we have fully tapped into what's possible, and that's what makes the future exciting because we can start to see how these new tools will support 
our caregivers, our patients, our communities. I would be remiss to say, though, there isn't a certain amount of worry that comes with that. And as a large health system, and again, this is something that's happening across the industry, we are very focused on cybersecurity. So we want to make sure as we build these new approaches to care, we are building them in a way that creates safety when it comes to data and privacy for our patients. And so every time we launch a new technology, ensuring that we have the guardrails in place to keep data safe, to respect privacy, to mitigate our risk, that's all happening. Janice, a lot of what you're talking about is very 30,000, 100,000-foot view of the healthcare system. Let's take it down to ground level. Why does any of what you just discussed matter to the average patient sitting at home on their couch? Maybe they've interacted with Christiana Care. Maybe they've interacted with somebody else. Why should they care about anything that we've been discussing here? I think as a, a patient or a consumer or a customer, you're not thinking about some of the issues that we've discussed. What, what matters to you is if I have a healthcare need, a health need, how can I access the care in the easiest, most convenient way? That's what's important to me, whether it's me or my family. I need to know that if I'm sick or if I need a conversation about how to stay well, that I have a partner uh, that I trust that's going to give me what I need, when I need it, where I need it, in the way that suits me. And it's our job as a health system to provide that opportunity for patients to get the best care, have the best experience, and not have to worry about the kinds of things that I have to worry about. You started this conversation saying you were optimistic. What makes you so hopeful for the future of healthcare in America? The people in healthcare are amazing. And we saw that at the onset of the pandemic. The people in healthcare across the country rolled up their sleeves and did what needed to be done. And it was very hard work. It was very challenging. But when I look across Christiana Care, when I talk to others uh, in other parts of the country, the people that come to health care are there because they know that what, what they do is going to make a difference. And that's true, certainly, of our bedside caregivers, our providers in our ambulatory space. But it's also true if you work in IT or finance, or you work in our power plant, every day when you come to work, you are taking action that ultimately is making a difference in the life of somebody that we serve. Janice, this has been such a great conversation, and I really think sets up the 11 other conversations we're going to have in yes. 2024 so nicely. Thank you so much for being with us. We sincerely appreciate it. It's been an absolute pleasure, and I'm really looking forward to seeing the the podcast that you'll be filming over the course of the year. I know you're going to ask some really hard questions to some really terrific leaders, and we're all going to learn. So thank you for doing this. Thank you so much. And throughout our conversation with Janice, we touched on Moxie, virtual nursing, a number of topics where we already have episodes here at For the Love of Health. 
You can find those at christianacare.org slash podcasts. While you're there, take a moment to click the link to subscribe to For the Love of Health on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. And we'd also really appreciate it if you left a review, which tells the fancy algorithms to boost the show's visibility and help us reach more people. And don't forget to hop over to your favorite social media platform, search at Christiana Care, and follow us there as well. We'll be back in two weeks for another great episode. Until then, thanks for joining us. For For the the love love of health. health.